Hi, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Jeremy. And welcome to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I discuss our favorite childhood movies. This is gonna be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. Since we were kids, we've been obsessed with movies and have found ourselves always speaking to each other in movie quotes. To the point that we formed many inside jokes, or as we like to call them, Inside, inside quotes. quotes. That was bloody brilliant. Each episode, my brother and I will be taking turns picking a movie to rewatch, review, and relive the magic of our childhood. Mm. I know some of these words. We hope you'll join us for the ride, and maybe we'll make a few inside quotes of our own. Enjoy the show! And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Love the smell of fleshies in the morning. Hello and welcome back to Inside Quotes, episode twenty two o. We're we're finally double digits. Yes. <laughs> welcome back, everybody. As you know, to continue the holy month of spoops, I'm here with my brother Jonathan, who is also the host of the show, and this week he chose a movie that centers towards Halloween. Surprisingly enough, I mean, it is October, so. Quack, quack, everybody. Quack, quack? <laughs> no, no, we do our thing now. We switch it. Oh, yeah, you're, you're right, you're right, you're right. What's up, fleshies and bone bags? <laughs> what up, bone bags? So. Casper. This movie came out in 1995, which weirds me out because when, when did Sandlot come out? Uh, 93, I think. 93. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess this was filmed over a long period of time because that opening scene of Casper were those two boys. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who played Squints Our from boy Sandlot Chauncey. is in it. Chauncey. Um, he looks, oh, first of all, I think Logic looks like him. <laughs> like Logic up. looks like Squints. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, if you don't know who Logic is, um, he is a professional rapper or as Jerry from Parks and Rec called it, rapist. <laughs> He's a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I always thought he looked like Squints. Um, but anyways, that's not the point. The point is of that the guy who played Squints was in the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. All right. And he was like, he looks younger than he was in the Sandlot. And this movie came out two years later. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to compare the two. R- but Riddle me that. <laughs> <laughs> I assume this movie probably had a lot of post-production work. So maybe that's why they like shot yeah, it. Yeah, that's then... probably it. And then took a while to animate the ghosts. I did read that this was the first first movie yeah. with like a fully animated main character. Yeah. So, which is crazy. Which I thought that had gone to other movies, but I guess not. I guess not main character, but but that whole scene was like totally irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, it was it was because it like they threw in some more scenes after the opening credits of just yeah. people trying to 
dehauntify the place. And this movie has some pacing issues. I'll I'll say that. It, it maybe do we can be get like that it. though. Maybe we can get into it a little bit later. But might as well get into it now. Shoot. I know. Every I, I always say we'll get into it later, but then you're like let's. But do then it we're now. like it's a good time to talk about it. Well. All right. Let we'll get me just into preface. it later after we stop recording. I, I want to talk about pacing, but first, let me just say uh, this: this movie is a staple of our childhood. Wouldn't you agree, Jerry? Is it really? Is it really a staple of our childhood? It yeah, is. I'd say so. And when you and when you say that, Jonathan, is it really a staple? Do you mean that? Like, do you really mean that it is a staple of your childhood? Really, really, <laughs> really, really. Do you think so? I think so. Yeah. Um. I. To be honest, I was a little upset at the end of this movie as an adult. I don't have anything bad to say about it. I just don't have as much good things to say about it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. This definitely was an iconic movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rewatching it, I feel like it definitely did not hold up as much as I thought it would. <laughs> but uh, the ghost just, did. Yeah, no, a little it, bit. it looks good. But the pacing in this movie is just like really bad. I was like... I kept looking at like the timer of the movie and I'm like, it took 20 minutes for Dr. Harvey and Kat to even like get to the mansion. <laughs> there was yeah. so much like setup of plot at the beginning of this movie mm-hmm. and it just took forever to get there. And I was like, what is going on here? And then we're like four, we're like 40 minutes in and she's like going to school for the first time. And I'm like, this is like stuff you show in the first Completely five, 10 minutes. irrelevant. <laughs> And and that for, that first scene specifically, I just felt like like they didn't even need to put that in there. No, they could have they could have easily gotten rid of that sucker. But at the same time, like the movie wasn't overly long either. So, um, it was an hour and forty minutes, I yeah. believe. And I think a lot of the stuff happening at the end of the movie was like super rushed. Yeah, um, but anyway. Yeah, I just that was like one of my first thoughts into rewatching it. I was like, okay, well, that scene was unnecessary. Why is it taking so long to get here? And a lot of that stuff I'd even forgot about. It's been a yeah. long time since I since I watched this one. So. I completely forgot about like the plot. Yeah, the only thing I remember was basically they're in the the mansion mm-hmm. for the whole movie, and it's their uncles doing dad jokes, ghost related humor <laughs> for like an hour, and then. There's a dance. Yeah. <laughs> a school dance. <laughs> That's basically all I remembered. And mm-hmm. okay, so this, if you are a pun lover, pun loving father that tells jokes, like this is your movie because there's, there's no like character development or anything in this movie because it's all low blow jokes that are good. I mean, if you're doing ghost related humor, this is the perfect movie for it. Okay, speaking of the jokes, I felt like there was like a lot of references in this movie that just do not yeah. hold up. No, like, not not, not one bit. <laughs> not one bit. I feel like a kid watching this would just not not get a lot of the jokes. Uh I feel like especially that scene when <laughs> like the ghostly trio kind of like possesses Dr. Harvey and he goes in the mirror and there's like those cameos. I feel yeah. like a mod- like a kid these days would not know who any of those people are. No, Jonathan <laughs> Even a kid back then wouldn't understand it. <laughs> this is just, that, Clint Eastwood, Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, who's the third one? I don't even remember. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, and he's like stared into it. There's four, right? And then, and then there was the the Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tales from the Crypt Keeper does the Home Alone face in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, that was great. I, uh, I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> it, they even they even have uh, Dan Aykroyd doing a Ghostbusters uh, cameo okay, at the beginning. And, okay, so I was going to get to that. The Ghostverse is a thing, apparently, because I... Okay, so is Casper in the Ghostbusters cinematic universe? Apparently. Because I say it's canon. This is just our next Marvel that they try to do. Actually, I, I read that uh, the owners of the Casper franchise or whatever harvey entertainment they sued columbia pictures for the original ghostbusters movie because they thought that uh the slimer got ghost looked too much like fatso from like the old cartoons and they sued (laughs) but they lost he does wow but i I, I, he does look like fatso i say it's i say it's in the same universe Maybe we'll see Casper show up in this new Ghostbusters Afterlife movie coming out next year. GBCU. <laughs> the GBCU. Ghostly Cinematic Universe. What other movies would be in this, though? Let's think about that. What What are some other ghost movies <laughs> that are, like, not scary movies? I don't know. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Ooh, that'd like, be cool. I feel like the whole Scooby-Doo thing, though, is, like... The thing is, the monsters are never real. It's always someone in a mask, except for when yeah. they break the rule, and it's like, oh, it is a real zombies, like Zombie Island. Like they kind of they go back and forth. They switch between like the ghosts are never real to like, oh, maybe there are some supernatural elements. I I don't know. All I'm saying about my only comment to that is, I want them to make a third live action Scooby Doo movie, but for the villain, I want Melvin Dew to make a comeback. Melvin do. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> okay, you remember in the uncle? movie? No, it's just some random beach bum. Okay. You remember they're at the bar and uh, Shaggy and Scooby were like playing pool or whatever. And <laughs> the bartender gets a phone call and he's like, I got a phone call for Mr. Do. Mr. Do? Anybody? Mm-hmm. And Scooby looks, but like in the foreground focuses on this random beach bum and he's like melvin do <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about that it's, it's the best part of that movie i'd say yeah but anyways i i could i could put scooby-doo but like only the tacky like live action version in this yeah, the, in the cinematic the live action movies movie. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh maybe it's in the same uh harry potter universe uh no i'm just that's kidding. a poss that's a possibility probably not <laughs> um the the 1990 film ghost probably not i was gonna say well if ghost is in there then the pacifier is also in there <laughs> oh we're now we're getting somewhere all right the ghost dvd <laughs> pacifier when are we gonna review that one that's an option that's that <laughs> write that down um i guess little vampire mm. nah i never saw that one <laughs> Well, listeners, let let us know what what other movies could be added to the the uh, Ghost Cinematic Universe, the GBCU. Yes. And if you have any movie ideas, let us know, and we'll, we, we we might make it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Send us your screenplays. We have, yeah. Send us your screenplays, um, or your pitch your favorite movie idea, and we'll steal that idea and yes. take it to Hollywood. I guess it wouldn't get purchased unless we're like have a a nineties time machine. Because only tacky movies get approved back then. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, another edition. Fred 2, Night of the Living Fred. 
Okay, yeah, I think this cinematic universe has officially jumped the shark. <laughs> Unlike this movie? No. <laughs> this movie jumped the shark a couple times. I, I wanted to talk about... <laughs> Idea. Sorry, I know we're trying to move. I know we're trying to move on from the, the GBCU or CCCU. Wait, CCU. But a 90s movie that had CG monsters or animated figures is a movie we've covered already space jam now that's a good one that's a good one they're not really like and if i do recall if i do recall dan Aykroyd is in that picture dan Aykroyd (laughs) is the center of this he is the samuel l jackson he's the nick fury of this gbcu (laughs) (laughs) ghostbusters cinematic universe that's perfect now I'm just going to look up Dan Aykroyd movies. <laughs> I haven't been this excited about research in a long time. I mean, time. it's not really Dan Aykroyd. It's Bill Murray. Okay. I was but, just quoting you know, the line. But he it's canon, though, because it's in the script. So that means Bill Murray can be in it. Yeah. Basically, any movie that has Ghostbusters in it is an option. In the IMDb trivia, like tons of comedians were like offered roles in this movie, whether it was for the character of Dibs or uh, Dr. <laughs> James Harvey. But yeah. one of those people was Rick Moranis. That would have been great. I, I would have liked that. There was a whole list. Uh, I, I can pull it up again. I, I think they offered uh, Dr. Harvey's role, played by Bill Pullman, underrated yeah. actor, to Jim Carrey and Tom Hanks. And there was was like a bunch of other people, but I was like, no, that's good. I love both of those actors a lot. Not for this movie. Not at all. No, that Jim Carrey, that it would just change the whole tone of the movie. He would have been wackier than the uncles. Yeah, let me pull up the trivia here. Okay, here's the list. Here's the list of people offered the role of Dr. James Harvey. John Ritter, Tom Hanks, Dennis Quaid, Kurt Russell. Renee Russo, which is a female, so I don't know if they would have flipped it to where Kat's dad had died. Robin Williams, Jim Carrey, and Tim Allen. Okay, that... Out They're of all, all of offered, those, but declined. Out of, out of all of those, who do you think would have done the best job? It's hard to say. Here's my suggestion. None of them would have done a good job. You know who would have done a good job? Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman, but if he, did, if he declined it, offer it, to Crispin Glover because he would have done a great job. Crispin Glover hmm. but specifically playing uh, the pushover from Back to the Future not from Like Mike. He always takes like really weird creepy roles though. I don't know. I don't he know do. would have worked. <laughs> um, okay. First of all, no. Um, this is a creepy role. This is a single dad who is obsessed with finding the ghost of his wife and will do anything and drag his kid around nine different schools in a school year <laughs> and drive halfway across the country in a station wagon mm-hmm. to go to Maine to live in a condemned mansion, which has no electricity and it's disgusting. Okay. Yeah. It's a suitable place to live. <laughs> That's a I- creepy character. He's got some nasty backstory to this guy. I, I-, I think he's a villain. I don't, I don't like him. <laughs> you don't like him. I don't like his character. Okay. He's well, a horrible some, father. 
I have some thoughts about them moving all the way out to Maine to live in this house. Okay, this is just a job. Like when they get it there, is. Kerrigan is like, oh, I want these these ghosts out of the house within a month. I mean, within a week. Yeah. It's like, why are they moving he, out there? I don't know. He's... Why are they living there? <laughs> After she dies, spoiler alert, how do they l- just keep living there? <laughs> she owns the house. <laughs> I, I don't think the lawyer really gives a crap <laughs> about who ben lives Stein. in. Ben, ben Stein, Stein, classic. I forget um, how many movies he's in. He's just he, he's like one of those default roles, like default actors that are going to be in a nineties kids the movie. Ben Stein cinematic universe. Now we're getting somewhere. The the BSCU. <laughs> um. Anyways, I think there's he had some ulterior motives because. Um, you remember like right when she was unpacking and she, she unpacked in Casper's room. Yeah. Her dad said, let me help you unpack. And she was like, why, why, what's the point? We're just going to be leaving in two weeks anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, don't, don't be like that. Don't say that. (laughs) He was like, that's the point. You're supposed to be out of here in two weeks. (laughs) You just want to live in friendship, Maine for the rest of your life. That sounds cool. But no, friendship seems like a real friendly place. <laughs> that was so confusing because like she knew it was a temporary job, but he was like, no, we are staying here forever. This is our goal. We're st- we're taking this mansion. By force, <laughs> because they made that whole pact on the way on the drive out there. Like if we don't find yeah. any ghosts here, we're we're just going to we're just going to stay. They're going to stay. And it's like, how are they even going to make that a thing? This other lady owns this house, and you're just there to get rid of these ghosts. They're, they are squatters. They are 100% squatters, just like and, those ghosts. And I don't blame them. That house is awesome. That yeah, was one of the most like, nostalgic things. If they things. fixed it up. Well, yeah. One of, one of the more nostalgic things for me watching this movie was like exploring the house and stuff. Bryce yeah. would have loved that, because he was complaining about last week not getting to explore the monster house. He was. Maybe we should call him and have him leave a voicemail just for that. Yeah. Well, maybe he got to play the Casper uh, PS2 game and got to explore the house. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that that's a solid, solid set. Um, was that an actual mansion that they filmed in or was it like a set? Well, this is really big. Very, very big. Yeah. It's like Hogwarts level. I don't know about the outside or all of it because some of the out- exterior shots seem to be like cg shots of the house mm-hmm. like yeah far away shots but uh I, but it is a an actual place because i i read in the again the imdb trivia that the the classic backstreet boys music video was filmed there specifically there's like this like dance sequence with like a bunch of like monsters and it was filmed in that like big room where the dance is at so huh that's weird the 90s the 90s were a weird place man <laughs> they were People only think about the good things of a decade or a certain time in your life. Um, there will always be a weird thing that sticks out <laughs> no matter what. And you don't think about it till afterwards. It's like, that's really weird. Huh? I, I skipping like to the end where the, they're having the dance or the party or the Halloween party. I yeah. loved all the, all the uh, Halloween costumes. But there was there was one specifically that caught my eye, and it was in the background, so probably very few people noticed it. But I was like, I love this costume. I almost want to dress up like this at a Halloween party. 
but it would be pretty controversial. There was this girl yeah. dressed up as a nun smoking a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, that is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's a Groucho Marx in disguise. Actually, you know what it made me think of? <laughs> Here's an obscure movie that probably no one has ever seen. And I know we've only seen it on TV like one time, but it has an actor from this movie. <laughs> Eric Idle, who played Dibs. <laughs> yeah. Nuns on the run. Yeah. <laughs> nuns on the run. Eric Idle and Hagrid impersonating nuns. Dude. Testicles, the testicles, wallet and watch. <laughs> there was two. They made sequel to that. They did? That, yeah, there was Nuns on the Run too. Oh, Maybe man. I'm thinking of Sister Act. Yeah, probably I'm thinking of Sister Act too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that could be in the same cinematic universe. <laughs> All right, the nun cinematic universe. <laughs> the nun cin- NCU. <laughs> same cinematic universe as Whoopi Goldberg and Hagrid. <laughs> Whoopi. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, speaking of Eric Idle and, and the character of Dibs, I did want to read off the people that were offered that Dibs. role. Because <laughs> a lot of comedians, again, were offered that role. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, well, Hugh Laurie. Okay. Rowan Atkinson. Oh, yes. John Cleese, Michael Palin, Bill okay, Murray, well. Steve Martin, Alan Rickman, Brian Cranston, hmm. Jason Alexander, Michael Richards, Daniel Stern, Chevy Chase, Gene Wilder, and Stephen Fry. I don't okay. know if they were all offered. They were all considered for the role. Wow. That is a lot. Um, I love, I love how they went through all the Monty Python. Yeah. They started going through the Monty Python and the Seinfeld cast. Yeah. And and then like Um, SNL actors, Bill Murray and Chevy Chase and Steve Martin. So if if I had to choose between that, I'm torn between Rowan Atkinson or Daniel Stern. They would have done great in that role. Mm -hmm. Maybe better. Maybe better. I think Rowan Atkinson. I was going to say out of those two, I might go Daniel Stern. Yeah, I love he's a, Rowan Atkinson. He's a good, he's a great bumbling sidekick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like I, I like Eric Idle. I remember him being in the movie. Yeah. that's one of the things I remember. But he's definitely better in Dudley Do Right. <laughs> if we're talking '90s kids movies, <laughs> sidekick roles. <laughs> Dudley Do Right, man. I yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Uh, no. So getting back to that Casper cinematic universe, though. <laughs> I love this. This is a great thing. Uh, I want to talk to be about... a recurring segment. <laughs> yeah, we've talked way too much about other alternate CUs. universes, but it's funny because it's a joke. But is it? <laughs> but is it? We're so... going to joke about it till we have a good idea, and then we're going to make millions. <laughs> so there are, on top of this movie that came out, there are a few like direct to vhs sequels or actually prequels maybe i don't know i never saw them yeah um and then there was like a a tv series that ran for a few seasons called the spooktacular adventures of casper it's like an animated series Mm -hmm. and i remember remember that we had a tape of that and i don't i don't remember what it was called i think it was just a collection of like some episodes was there like a werewolf in that one yeah there was like a a party yeah there was a party at the haunted house type thing yeah (laughs) <laughs> that was an inside quote. The Mummy and Frankenstein and Dracula and 
all coming over to Whipstaff Manor for a party or whatever. Is that what it's called? Whipstaff Manor? Whipstaff Manor, yeah. Okay. And, uh, Whip. And I remember watching that a lot and yeah. looking it up, like maybe really nostalgic for that cartoon. I really <laughs> want to watch that too. There, there are some episodes on YouTube. Some, some of them have I been taken down, but there are some. Okay. So 1995, I was not alive. Mm-hmm. I was born two years after that. Mm-hmm. But I specifically remember being very scared of Casper. Not mm-hmm. Casper, but like that movie, like this movie. And yeah. I remember not being as scared because the, like his ghost uncles were funny. Um, I remember being like terrified of the cartoon that we're talking about with like the werewolf and stuff. Oh, really? I don't know why. I don't know why, but I was more scared of that than this movie. And this is way more <laughs> realistic. <laughs> so there was a prequel to this movie called Casper, a spirited beginning. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted, I remember this like coming out. It, it didn't go to theaters, which I don't know why this movie actually did really well. So I was wondering why, like it just went to these like straight to tape kind of, straight to VHS movies that came out where the mm-hmm. quality I looked at the, I looked them up. The quality of the animation is just like incredibly worse over time. Straight it's just, buns. It's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just awful. The animation <laughs> for the ghost is just, it's just terrible. It looks like, like the previs you would see like before it's yeah. actually officially done. <laughs> That's the final version. It's like the movie that came out in 95 is like way better than the movies that came out even years later. But anyway, it's funny how that happens. (laughs) And I was curious about that. And I actually looked into it a little bit. I guess movies back then, like kids movies, didn't really like make that much at the box office where they really made their money was on home video. DVDs, VHS. So so it was like, yeah, we've got this. It's launched. It's reinvigorated this this cartoon that's really old, this franchise. And mm-hmm. we'll see how it does with the with the deep with the with the tapes and the animated series and stuff. But yep. the movie never got a theatrical sequel, which I thought was weird because I thought it did pretty good. But but specifically, I want to talk about Casper's A Spirited Beginning, because I, I assumed even though it says A Spirited Beginning, I assumed it was a sequel. <laughs> but it's not. It's a prequel. I really wanted to see this movie. Well, you weren't you weren't familiar with the idea of prequels yet because Star Wars no. hadn't come out. Basically, so. yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> and I remember, I remember specifically putting it on my like Christmas list one year. It's like I really want this movie yeah. for Christmas. Spoiler alert: I did not get that movie for Christmas, and I was bummed. Well, no, because those suckers were like they sold them suckers for like twenty bucks. <laughs> New movies? Are you serious? Maybe we got the tape instead. Maybe, I don't know. Oh, the tape that was like $11. Maybe we got the, yeah, the the cartoon tape. But anyway, uh, but when I thought of that, it reminded me of of how I used to like write like multiple drafts of my Christmas list throughout the year, (laughs) specifically in church. (laughs) Yes, that was the church thing to do during the holidays. (laughs) It didn't matter if it was June, you know, whatever I didn't get for my birthday, Okay, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start writing my Christmas list, and just like every <laughs> Sunday, while the preacher is talking, I was like working on my Christmas list. And I specifically remember this being something that was on that on many you drafts gotta, of my Christmas list. <laughs> you gotta take that stuff seriously, man. 
<laughs> you don't go with I your forgot, first draft. Dude, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, we would make multiple copies of that. Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing about writing a letter to Santa. We never did that. We just told him what we wanted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I oh, never did. Santa. Yeah. Uh, thank you for give, for this year. And blah, blah, blah. I've been a good boy. Give me presents, please. No, we were just like, one, <laughs> home improvement season three, yeah. two, a purple ball. <laughs> Casper, a spirited beginning on VHS. <laughs> three, uh, uh, Bob the Tomato Play-Doh set. <laughs> Classic. All right, well, we can talk more about Christmas then, but I had to go on that tangent. I do mm. remember... October being like the month where you start writing your Christmas list. Yeah. And church was the best time to do that because yeah, we're I, tired of drawing. <laughs> but I would do this throughout the year. And I was, it's, it's something our family has always joked about. It's like, yeah. In church, it's like, oh, did you work on your Christmas list today? <laughs> <laughs> Look at the nice sermon notes you got there, Jonathan. <laughs> oh, that's cool. It's Ca- Casper, the spirited beginning. I remember that being a, a point in the lesson. <laughs> So I, I listened to the soundtrack a few months back and I was like, okay, I really want to rewatch this movie. Cause I, I did not know how, like I had forgotten about a lot of the music and I was like, this is, this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a, uh, there's a lot of tracks on here, but I think the one that stands out and it's kind of repeated throughout is called Casper's Lullaby. It's just very memorable. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you just don't, you just don't hear like memorable music like that in a lot of movies these days, specifically no. like a kid's movie. Uh, the composer on this was James Horner. who's was like, when I, when I found out it was him, I was like, well, I don't, I don't really know. I know he's like a popular, uh, he's done a lot composer. of things, but I was like, I was trying to think of like what he's done that I would remember. Um, and a I lot think recent he, stuff though. He's, he's been, yeah, he's done. He's just done a lot of stuff. I guess he's really versatile. Hmm. Uh, he did Titanic, though. I think that's a big one that he's done. I need like a quick list. Oh, Mask of Zorro. That's a movie. Huh. <laughs> that's a movie. That you know what? That is a movie. He is a movie. <laughs> There's just a ton of. I. You can look at his. I guess he's done work with with James Cameron a lot because apparently he did Avatar as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's done a lot of good. A lot of good stuff. And uh, in Avatar, that's a very memorable movie. <laughs> you know the the character. Remember the um, music when it when it does this? No. Not at all. The only <laughs> thing memorable from that is the visuals. <laughs> yeah, and barely I, that. I I have no interest in seeing Avatar two, or I do. No, I Avatar really really do. Two through five that are apparently in production. No, or don't you mean the ACU? <laughs> avatars in many years no i'm very excited for this because one james cameron could have made it right after but he hasn't been doing anything i guess what what, what else has he done since then like ready player one was he part of that no no steven spielberg directed that yeah what, what did james Cameron? that movie wasn't all that great um well he could have kept doing avatar because at that point it was the highest grossing film of all time Everybody expected a sequel, like it was good, but he wanted to wait till the technology was good. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's maybe he's just a big procrastinator. I don't know, but I'm excited for it. And then Disney owns it now, 
And I did not give a crap about Avatar until I went to Disney Animal Kingdom and rode the Pandora Banshee flight ride. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what, that that ride is an experience. And if you ever decide, if you are going to Disney World for the first and only time, if you only get to go to Disney World once in your life, go to Animal Kingdom and ride that ride. Forget Magic Kingdom. It's a waste of time. Forget Galaxy's Edge. It's a waste of time. Go to Animal Kingdom and wait two and a half hours for the Banshee flight because that is the greatest ride on this earth. It's is so it? beautiful. It's beautiful. I cried on it. Not from fear, but from sheer beauty. It is like one of those immersive, like, um, it's not like an actual ride. It's more of like an immersive VR ride. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's you are riding on a Banshee and you're flying through Pandora, pretty much. That's all it is. But the experience, man, the smell of that ride is iconic. Fun fact, I actually purchased, I may, this would make me sound like a Disney freak. I'm not a Disney freak, I promise. <laughs> um, there is a company called Magic Candle Company, and they sell candles and scents, scented items like oils and stuff and wax melts mm-hmm. that um, smell like random places at Disney. <laughs> Like the churro stand or like the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. So Disney does this really cool thing where they make each ride memorable by smelling. It's like a subconscious thing. You don't even like. a distinct smell. Every place has its own special smell. And you're like, once you smell it, you're like, oh, that's the magic of Disney right there. It's a really good Mm. idea. Um, They have like Imagineers just developing scents. Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) I don't under, like they go too far. But it, for the good, it's for the better. Um, but I purchased a F- Banshee flight, air freshener, and scented oil, and it was one of the best purchases of my life. The only problem was the shipping sucked, so I had to pay like nine dollars shipping Ugh. for it. It was stupid. But last night at like two a.m., I got an Instagram ad for another company that does the same smells, and I purchased me a. It had three dollars shipping, so I saved a lot of money. <laughs> and we'll we'll see how that smells, but it was a blast. Enough mm-hmm. enough talking about Disney, but go to Animal Kingdom. Go go to Animal Kingdom right now. Just stop listening to this podcast. Just go, spend your money, and tell them inside quotes sent you. So I thought of a, a a fake sponsor for this week, but it's actually a real real company that sponsors podcasts. <laughs> This reminds me, this this episode is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I not think of that? <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping like a cloud. Oh, man. Cools you down like a ghost. <laughs> this podcast is not sponsored by uh, by Casper. If you want to sponsor us, uh, just email me below, and I will show the place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jeremy, I've got a question for you. Did this movie make you cry? <laughs> Somewhat. I can't remember where. What? Okay, there were some scenes where it was very emotional, yes, but mm-hmm. then it like took me out of the movie when Casper said, Can I keep you? <laughs> That's yes. the creepiest thing ever. He says it more than once, which is too, one too many. <laughs> <laughs> Can I keep you? Uh, what what part did you cry? 
Uh, I did not actually cry, but specifically the end always gets me when the mom comes back. Yeah, the music, that was weird. The music is very emotional there. Um, and it's just, it just tugs at your, your heartstrings. I always think of that. I think of this movie having kind of some sad moments, specifically, you know, kind of near the end when, um, you know, the mom comes back as an angel or something. They ask if she's an angel. She doesn't really answer. Are you an angel? <laughs> and she, she gives Casper the chance to come back for a little bit. She kind of reconnects with Dr. Harvey. But also, I always remember the scene of like Casper kind of remembering whenever she discovers his room. And like I he kind of he's going through and then he kind of starts to tell the story of like what happened when he died, how he died. That's sad. And I always remember it's kind of being kind of sad. Um, and actually, I think this is the I read that this movie is like the first time it's ever addressed, like how he died. Which yeah. is probably not something you'd like address in like a kid's cartoon, but DCU canon <laughs> official. Yeah. This movie, this movie did add to the Casper canon specifically with addressing how he died and also giving him a last name. I'm pretty sure. Apparently his last name was yeah. McFadden. <laughs> Casper McFadden. <laughs> uh, so let's also talk about his ghostliness and his human form. Okay. So Casper is a 12 year old. That's what it says. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. His ghost looks like a four-year-old all right i don't know about a four <laughs> no but he's but, probably like eight yeah yeah his ghost does not look 12 mm-hmm. and his human form at the dance looks like he's 14 or 15 so why is this kid looking 12 supposed to be 12 when he doesn't look it in either form i don't i feel like he looks about 12 in the at the dance but there is know. a different there is a difference in the ghostly look and the human look that's for sure though. Yeah. Specifically, I don't know why, but whenever you become a ghost, apparently you lose a finger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had five fingers. <laughs> I don't get yeah. Just 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 ghost things, I guess. Well, I I did want to say one other thing. Uh specifically whenever she like finds the room and like pulls out all the toys and like gives it a makeover. Yeah. I always remember that scene. I was like, man, that's such a cool room. And I feel like I'm not like into trains or anything like this, but I feel like that movie made me like <laughs> really think that like having a model train set would be like cool, <laughs> <laughs> but I've never had one. <laughs> Let me preface this comment with one thing. I'm not like into trains or anything. <laughs> No homo, but I feel like I want to make this one thing clear. <laughs> I'm not really into trains or anything. If but... I if I just had a ton of free time and like disposable income, I could see myself at some point being like in my like my late fifties, just like going all in on a model train set yeah. in my bedroom, like in my house yeah. somewhere, you know. Specifically around <laughs> the ceiling, like the track. That'd be cool. Yes, yes. But yeah, you want to talk about the uncles? Sure. It doesn't ever say like how they died. 
So I'm just curious. No, like, it does not. Like, was did they all die at the same time? And how did all three of them have unfinished business? <laughs> don't get that. And how how did he have three super immature uncles? Like, I don't. Usually, you have like one. <laughs> yeah, there's like one. And especially in like the 1900s. Like, no, nah, nah. Everybody was <laughs> stern and mature. Three then. immature uncles that all lived in the same bedroom. Apparently, lived with Casper <laughs> and his family. In our adults. His inventor family. Yo, I guess Casper's parents were like, nah, we ain't got no unfinished business. We out. <laughs> Peace. We <Yeah>. we dip in. <laughs> we're not gonna our unfinished business isn't helping our our ghost of a son find his way out of the afterlife. But so no, we're good. <laughs> I did I did write that down as something to talk about a little bit. Was like after he talks about how he like passed away and his father, like th- it shows like newspaper articles on the ground and he went insane. Cat was like reading it and it's like, it's like he claims he was haunted by the ghost of his son. Like, why would he word it that yeah. way? Like Casper doesn't haunt anybody. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's almost worded as if like he was going crazy. Maybe that's just how the, the town viewed it. It's like an eccentric right, well, person working on this invention to like bring his son back from the dead, but like probably he never did. So yeah, how come he didn't have unfinished business? True, true, true. You know, but also, wouldn't you go completely insane if your son was a ghost? Yeah, I feel like it'd be pretty useful to have a son that is a ghost. Like your kid can fly, like that. That ups the game of catch for sure. And if you're helping mom in the kitchen reach some things, you don't have to be tall. You can just fly up to the shelf and do it. Yeah. Um. Okay, when he was cooking breakfast, side note, um, when he poured the orange great juice scene. through his hand, was he, yeah, great scene. When he poured the orange juice through his hand, was he cool? Was he making the orange juice cold or was he filtering the pulp out? Because I don't know if that was ice or pulp that he threw against the wall. Because how do you filter pulp out? I don't think it was pulp. I think it was ice. I think it kind of okay. chilled it. Okay. Because that's cool. That's a good thought. Like, it'd be beneficial to be a ghost. Low key. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to, the, like, the beginning, where it's, like, setting up the, the whole plot for this movie and everything. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, these two kids, I guess showing the two kids going into the house and getting scared off just establishes, oh, this is a spooky house. Oh, and Casper, all I wanted was a friend. All I wanted was a friend. And then it cuts, goes to the the, kind of the opening credits, and then it it shows Kerrigan and Dibs at the lawyer's office where he's reading like the the state will or whatnot. She's like, yeah, yeah, tell me, what did he leave me? It's like Whipstaff Manor. (laughs) That was a good Ben Stein. (laughs) (laughs) Whipstaff Manor. Uh. The history behind Whipstaff Manor is that it was condemned in the 50s. And it gets worthless. It was worthless back in the 50s. Now it's condemned. <laughs> Good day, Miss Kerrigan. Treasure. Dips, you idiot. Get it out. <laughs> Man, she's so annoying, isn't she? <laughs> I hate her. I hate her. That's a good villain to hate, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, And they go through this whole thing of like, she just throws like the deed to the house in the fire, and apparently there's like a there's secret writing on the back, or whatever <laughs> activated by heat. That's like treasures beneath the <gasps> beneath the 
the floors of Whipstaff Manor. It's like, Dibs, Ooh. you idiot! Get that out of there! You idiot! <laughs> so then they're it, like, oh, we gotta find the treasure in this house. We need, we need more heat and some more lemon juice. <laughs> we need more juice. <laughs> we need more heat. And so they get, like, they call the Ghostbusters to come and try and get rid of the ghosts out of the house. They try and just knock it down with, like, a wrecking ball. I feel like there was something. Uh-huh. Oh, and of course, the one thing that I hinted at last week, I played the, the, the clip from, was they, like, get the priest <laughs> to come and, like, yeah. get rid oh, of the yeah. ghosts. And that that might that not be a... A lot, lot of experience, yeah. As a, I watched a lot of videos on it. Uh, no, no, like actual in person experience per se, but like I read a lot about it, studied it, uh, watched a couple of videos. Uh, it's, it's a piece of cake, yeah, piece, piece of crumb cake. It's crumb cake. <laughs> That's always been a quote for me from this movie. <laughs> it's that one that we've said a lot, but when I remember it, and I'm like, oh man, that's a good one. And that, that scene quote. has the worst CGI of all. Oh, with his head turned backwards? When, it, when he turns his head backwards, yeah. it looked like. Oh man, yeah. It looks like they legit cut the film, like the actual film, <laughs> and placed it. On. It was bad. It was very bad. It was not a piece of cake piece or of a piece of, of crumb cake. <laughs> it was a piece, piece of cake, piece of piece of crumb cake. Yeah, I had a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, that was the best part. That's and so then, funny. and then Casper sees the thing on TV about Doctor Harvey going to random towns <laughs> and trying to reconnect it's, with his dead wife, but also connect and be a therapist for the dead. Or as he likes yeah. to call the living impaired, <laughs> the living impaired. Oh, and because he sees his daughter and he's like, Oh, I got a crush on her. Yeah. So it's like, I need to bring her to me. And so <laughs> he like travels through the phone lines to Kerrigan's hotel Kid- room. And it, no, it his- wasn't a hotel room. It was a freaking Airbnb. <laughs> Bed and breakfast. It was a rundown house. Yeah. And changes the TV channel so that she sees it, so that she can call them and hire them to come to Whipstaff Manor. I was like, it was just so yes. like, why did we need all that? <laughs> why didn't she just see it on TV? <laughs> yeah. That and then Casper nice. find her and, and have a crush on her. So is it, is it, um, canon that ghosts travel faster through electricity i don't know because he could have just flew yeah i don't know and it's and he can turn invisible so it's not like he's like trying to hide it <laughs> that reminds me of b movie <laughs> where uh his weird love interest is like do you fly why you you could fly a lot why don't you just fly all the time and then Jerry Seinfeld was like, well, you guys are running. It's tiring. Why don't, why don't you guys run all the time, huh? <laughs> B-movie. Big yikes. Classic. Smellagram. I do want to talk about him. <laughs> California roll coming up. <laughs> Maybe this is a mean thing to say. But does Stinky kind of look like Dave Chappelle? <laughs> <laughs> Only if the remake has him playing Stinky. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what are Fatso, Stinky, and what's the other one? Stretch. Stretch. Apparently, it only says his name when she's reading the the bedposts. 
the bed frames. But he's never <laughs> called Stretch during the movie, I don't think. What are their names as the trio? The what? The, the ghostly ghost- trio? Ghostly trio, yeah. I gotta see pictures of this. <laughs> he do look like Dave Chappelle. Smellogram. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture him saying that. He's got book teeth. Yo, Dave Chappelle is the best. I could see him playing a new stinky. <laughs> Who would be Fatso? Oh, I don't know. Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> you just thought of the first fat person you could think of? Come on. Uh, two characters I wanted to mention. Guy, Jermaine from Mighty Ducks. Vic. Key! <laughs> and... Angela from Home Improvement. Yeah. That was her name. I, I knew his Brad's girlfriend, but yeah. I, I couldn't remember her Brad's name. Brad's girlfriend from Home Improvement. And I used to have a crush on her. Yeah. But she was dating Brad, so I was like, oh, you, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. They're a thing. Well, it's okay, because Brad always had a crush on Heidi at the same time. <laughs> True. Who didn't? <laughs> oh, wait. Jennifer's her name in Home Improvement. Angela. Jennifer's her name in Home Improvement. Angela's her name in this movie. Yes. Okay. yes, 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 yes. And Vic is Guy's name <laughs> in this movie. What was the point of that? His character, they, they made it a big deal. Like, oh, I'm going to ask you out for the for the dance just to prank you. But they never, like, addressed that. It was just and her. And then yeah. they leave the party halfway through because they see the ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were just, it was just them being mean, really. I mean, yeah. Vic didn't really. Unnecessarily. seemed like Vic actually kind of liked her, but. It was just Angela trying to be mean. Yeah, I mean, he... Yeah. And he was whipped. He so. was whipped. Whipped at whip staff. Hey! <laughs> they have that scene in the classroom. It's like, oh, well, they're still removing the asbestos from the gym, so we can't have the Halloween party. And she's like, <laughs> well, we just finished... We can have it out of boathouse. Boathouse. <laughs> and then she tells everyone where she lives. It's like, whip staff? And everyone's like, what? <laughs> If she lives there, I say we have the Halloween party there. So they all meet at. at what her about house. the boathouse that I casually suggested? Uh, I love the shoe tying bit. That was like one of the best jokes. That was good. They they they're very um, slapsticky mm-hmm. in their humor, like with the kids especially. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I gotta look up a picture of Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Maybe we'll do this side by side and put it on our social media. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the teeth and everything. <laughs> yes, I'm a big fan of this. Okay. What well, one thing I should I should have brought up when you were talking about the Avatar theme park ride. Was this yeah. like theme park ride of like getting underground, Dude. riding the chair from up top down to the basement down below? I think this is a formula, formulaic part of all kids' movies from the 90s to the 2000s. Pretty much every good kids' movie back then had some type of like ride option, mm-hmm. like potential ride yeah. that you could do in a theme park. Maybe we always had that in our minds because we grew up in in florida uh but i mean we've got this movie with the chair 
the chair roller coaster. That yeah. was awesome. I would ride that 100%. We've got like Toy Story 2 with the, uh, especially a lot of early Pixar movies had those, like this secret, like the ride. suitcase. Toy Story 2 had the, the suitcase, the TSA thing. Yeah. The baggage claim. Monsters Inc. had the doors. Yeah. Um, Finding Nemo had the sewer. Finding um, Nemo did have a ride, didn't it? Did it? I don't know. No, I can't remember. I think it did, and it was uh, like pretty, like it was a really lame kitty ride. But yeah, I would totally ride something like that. It was like it was like there's a, a, there's ride. a whole lot more. There's, you could do a ride that goes through all of like the mansion, yeah, and, and even have that part where it like goes down below and all that. But and it's a what, universal what movie. Is this? They could have done it's it. It's universal, universal, so they could have do it. So there's a lot of old things that could be replaced. But I mean, it's, Casper's old, so yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Not until it gets rebooted. <laughs> With Dave Chappelle. <laughs> With Dave Chappelle and Lizzo. <laughs> oh. Oh. They should not have him as Lizzo, but they should have Lizzo in that uh, the scene where Fatso turns into the... He tries to act like his wife. <laughs> they should put Lizzo in just for that. <laughs> That's so mean, but so funny. That, that was. <laughs> they kept their word at the end. Yeah, that's true. Did you have any like favorite moments with the with the trio? With the trio? Yeah. The breakfast scene, definitely. Yeah. Um I didn't I did not like it when they when the dad died. Not at all. No, that's something that I've always disliked about this movie. It was really annoying. <laughs> like they could have written that better. Yeah. To where let's say like it, I mean he they had the whole sacrificial thing with Casper, but like Mm-hmm. I, I i did like the the breakfast scene a lot and i read that those those pancakes they looked good but apparently those were cg really yeah but so kids movies and pancakes <laughs> you never had one they were always stacked and they looked so good yeah we never had stacked pancakes I'm, i've never had a foot tall stack of pancakes yeah we were only allowed to have three that's a reasonable amount (laughs) of small pancakes stacked but i've always wanted to see the over exaggerated like 20 foot (laughs) the 20 stack (laughs) all fluffy perfectly the same size same consistency not tipping over at all perfectly flat drizzled in pancake syrup Pretty much if there's a mm. stack of pancakes in a movie, it's automatically going to win for like most... Any breakfast food. <laughs> most satisfying looking, mouth-watering, savory food in a movie. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, this is the Leaning Tower of Chisa. I was going to say, I did like the scene uh, when they first get to the mansion and the trio returns. And they're like battling each other. <laughs> and then finally... Uh, Dr. Harvey gets the, the vacuum out and like sucks him up. Yeah. <laughs> like Fatso's getting like sucked into his like, oh, this thing really <laughs> sucks. <laughs> yeah. Classic dad joke. I did want to talk about, you mentioned it a, a few minutes ago with like the dad's death. I remember that being something that always like stuck out to me. <laughs> it's like, I didn't mm-hmm. like it. Cause like he completely forgot. I mean, I guess when you're a ghost, you forget your, the reason why you you forget your unfinished business. Mm-hmm. Because if you knew your unfinished business, you would do it and move on. Um, I just did not like like how much of a like a douchebag he was. Yeah, <laughs> he just turned into cat. Which maybe I guess cat Baloo. 
I guess maybe his uncles weren't that immature. I guess they were just part of the ghostly amnesia type thing. Maybe. But that doesn't explain Casper's maturity. Well, they're like, they take him out. He's like, oh, he's down. Let's take him out to happy hour. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, oh, let's put him out of his misery. <laughs> they're like, let's kill sh- him. They're like, shoot him. And then they're like, no, we can't, take him, we can't take him away from his family. And and then he like fall, goes out the door and falls down a manhole and dies. <laughs> or this is the part of the movie where like a lot of stuff happens very quickly. Like serious stuff happens very quickly. <laughs> yeah. 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 A lot of people, a, movie. a lot of people dying and then like trying to come back. <laughs> yeah. So it's like they find the Lazarus machine. They're trying to, to resurrect Casper and they're about to. But then, like, her dad dies. And so yeah. she's going to go and, like, there's, like, the sacrificial is like, no, I'm going to, instead of me coming back, I'm going to use this last bit of potion, whatever it is, for your dad. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, only like. only enough for one. <laughs> meanwhile, Kerrigan and Dibs have, like, seen what's going on. And they're like, oh, let's use it. I'm going to kill you just so we can break into a safe. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to kill Dibs. So she's like chasing him around, trying to kill him just so he can like <laughs> fly through the, the safe walls and figure out what the treasure yeah. is. It's like, you couldn't just like ask you couldn't tie up these kids and this ghost or whatever. I don't know. And just like break into the safe with physical force somehow. I don't know. But anyway, she's in her like chasing him down. She falls to her death off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Like so much stuff happens so quickly, and then like Dibs, rightly so, kind of turns on her. It's like oh, I'm going to yeah. take the treasure for myself. Has a few Give choice a nice words for her. <laughs> <laughs> I need to address the listener on why, like, there's a plot hole. What happens to the body when you die and become a ghost? It doesn't move. It it stays where it died. Okay. But hmm. once you become into the once you put your existence into the whatever the Lazarus machine, your body just comes back out of nowhere. How? <laughs> one one question. How? Maybe uh, bodies... is it a duplicate body? Or is it like disintegrated in the air teleportation don't know otherwise i think her dad's dead body is just found at that bar eventually well unless only unless you have unfinished business maybe your body disappears doubt (laughs) it's like you stay behind because you have unfinished business but then you like completely forget about what your unfinished business was (laughs) yeah I assume his unfinished like business short-term was... Short-term memory lost. I'm sure his was like, oh, well, my daughter's still here, and I want to look after her. No, but it's he wanted he to figure forgot. out what happened to his wife. That's true. <laughs> he didn't care about his daughter. <laughs> bad father. Bad father. Completely. Cat, bad actress. Christina Ricci, bad. Ricci? Yeah, uh, I know she's gone on to Rough. do a lot of stuff. She she didn't... She broke the... She did some kids' movies. She was in those Adams Family movies, which I've never seen. Yeah. And she was in another movie that we had called Gold Diggers. <laughs> Do you remember that? Whoa. She like makes this friend yeah. with this other girl and they like try and yeah. find this treasure in this like mountain. I remember oh, that. Oh my goodness. 
But other than that, uh, Gold Diggers, I'm going to look that up. That's a good movie. I feel like I watched it a few years back and I was like, it did not hold up very well. But <laughs> I know she's gone on to do lots of stuff. Not anything I've really seen. Secret of Bear Mountain. Yeah, that's what it was. That's like the subtitle. It's right? got, and it has that girl that looks like a boy. Yeah, I, I mainly just know her from this movie, though. That's the, the biggest thing. Yeah, that I remember her from. What? Hold up. I saw an ad on IMDb. What for? All I all I saw was Jim Gaffigan. I clicked away. Jim Gaffigan in a Boy Scout uniform. <laughs> and so this looks great. <laughs> Troop Zero. Huh. <laughs> it's like a Girl Scout troop. And rural... Is that Jim Gaffigan? I don't even know. Yeah, it is. That's an Amazon uh, movie. In rural 1977 Georgia, a misfit girl dreams of life in outer space. When a competition officer a chance to be recorded on NASA's golden record, she recruits a makeshift troop of birdie scouts, forging friendships that last a lifetime. I don't know. Any movie with Jim Gaffigan in a scout uniform is going to be good. I might have to watch this. <laughs> I don't like Boy Scouts. That's a weird mare badge to have. <laughs> Why would we sleep in the woods? <laughs> I don't understand this at all. There's not even any hot pockets. I can make s'mores in the microwave. (laughs) (laughs) I love Jim Gaffigan. He's a little overrated until you listen to his stuff and you see what stuff he's in. And he's a great comedian. He is funny. He is great. Like, you don't want to like him because he's like too mainstream. Yeah. But he's great. Jim Gaffigan is a treasure. I'm going to build a bridge for my eagle project. <laughs> I think it was Dominic who threw the can in the fire. Now we're talking <laughs> our actual Boy Scout stories. Yeah. I would love Jim Gaffigan to be one of our Scout Masters. That would have been great. So one thing I did not, I did not mention earlier. Actually, I don't, I don't even need to say it. I was going to say her dress is like dumb looking. Yeah, she was like, "This is so beautiful!" It's like, wow, it's like dress from the. 20s. She's wearing a pillowcase. <laughs> it does not look good. It is a twin sheet set. That's what she's wearing. Well, Jeremy, uh, I think it's time to move on. But before we do, do you have any unfinished business you need to talk move about? Move on. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, no, I think I think I'm all done with being a ghost. Are you ready to cross over? I think I think I'm ready to cross over. This this podcast was a piece of cake. It was a it was a piece of crumb cake. <laughs> yeah, no. So like the only unfinished business we really have is just to provide a hint for next week, maybe a quote. Here's a clip. But what about tonight? What's tonight? Well, they're having this talent show, and I thought I might sign up. Well, maybe. <laughs> you have to have talent to be in a talent uh, show. What are you gonna do? Shine shoes? It's Dia de los Muertos. No one's going anywhere. Tonight is about family. So our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman. Uh, He was on our podcast last week when we covered Monster House. Go ahead and listen to that one too, because that was a great episode. He's he's a perfect guest. Like I just want to say, like he's he's great, better than both of us. (laughs) Yeah, he should be. He should just do take over our podcast and tell our childhood stories for us. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you can find him at Groovy Bridge on Instagram. Uh, if you have any graphic design or artwork, hit him up. 
If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Inside Quotes Cast. All we want is a friend. <laughs> we post weekly. Sometimes we do stories. But send us your screenplays. Yes. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a review. That concludes our month of spoops episodes. Um, I guess we can't do any more Halloween movies until next October. Unless our listeners like really love it, then maybe we'll do it. Well, until next week, guys. Stay, Stay spoopy. spoopy.